Welcome back to another edition of the Wits Up podcast. It is awesome to see all of your smiling faces out there. Now, I am very aware that I tend to use the word awesome, awesomeness, great, greatness, uh, all of the above quite a bit. Um, I'd like to think that I could change that, but I'm probably not going to just because I enjoy them too much. But as a bit of an exercise, I did throw the thesaurus up onto the screen and typed in the word awesome just to see what other words I could potentially use um, in the intro. And this is, here's some some examples. Welcome back to the Wits Up podcast. It is alarming to see all of your smiling faces. It is frightening to see all of your smiling faces. It is wondrous, okay, to see all of your smiling faces. Um, it is horrifying to see all of your smiling faces. So I think it's fair to say I am sticking with awesome, awesomeness, great and greatness uh, for now. All right, let's get cracking on with this episode. Today, I am catching up with Grace Tech. Now, Grace lives about 15 minutes from our house and oh, it was so, so good to chat to her face to face. It's been a long, long, long time since I've been able to record a podcast episode with someone else in the same room where you can gauge their reactions uh, on their face and their mannerisms. And as you all know, if you've listened to this podcast before, I'm a big talker with my hands and my body. So um, it just, it felt good not to have to uh, just listen to someone without seeing their reactions or just staring at a computer screen uh, while you're having a chat. So anyway, let's get stuck in to my chat with Grace Tech. You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the the, the most uh, nerve-wracking 15 seconds of your life? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone who is currently listening to this episode, please welcome. Now it's Grace Tech. Correct. Yes. On a scale, sorry, as a percentage, how often do people get that right? Oh, probably... 1% of people would get it right first go. (laughs) I remember um, my coach, Pat, um, he thought my last name was pronounced Thek um, because it's spelled T-H-E-K for those who don't know. And he, I think he overheard someone say, oh yeah, Grace Tech. And he had to correct them. No, it's Grace Thek. And (laughs) I was like, no, Pat, two years you've been coaching me. It's actually Tech. He was like, oh. Oh, I get a feeling I was one of those people who he corrected incorrectly. Oh, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nah. Love you, Pat. Yeah. No, I think actually what it was is uh, from memory, Challenge Melbourne was your first half? or No, it was Geelong. Remember the oh, 2018? Yeah. Oh, yes. We're going to get to that. Oh, so yeah. That was your first. So I can't remember if it was that race though or Challenge oh, okay. Melbourne that you did. And he was on the sidelines and I, no, it might've been 70.3 Geelong, but I remember running up to him and asking him, how do you, how do you pronounce it? And have you got any other information for me that I could feed back to the commentator? Cause I'm like behind the scenes yeah, about right, ready right. to take the photos. And I'm pretty sure that's when he said it's Grace Thick. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pr- probably. I'm, I'm not actually sp- yeah, I can't recall the exact time I had to correct him, but he now knows. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about 70.3 Geelong because right. 
it, I mean, I'm glad I was there as a photographer because it's some of the it's <laughs> some of the best finishing line footage that I think we've I've ever captured, and and everyone else did. Everyone with an iPhone would have caught it as well. Um, I'm just gutted that it was photos, not videos. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's pretty. It was a pretty epic moment. So um, I think yeah, a lot of good shots came out of that one. <laughs> so for those of you, good out reminder. There yeah. <laughs> If I want a reminder. Every time we do like a throwback Thursday, Grace is just like, please don't let it be that race. Please don't. But it was essentially, so it was your first half distance race. Yeah. First 70.3, first um, race as a pro. Yeah. So you're in amongst, well, no, you're not in amongst it. You're you're at the the front of the race. And this this, uh, young teeny tiny athlete is blowing all these people away no one knows who you are really um even though I guess I mean you would have had a bit of a home crowd uh because you know maybe a couple of family friends have gone down but outside of that no one really knew who you were and you were leading the race in your pro debut at your first time at the half distance and it all sounds great it sounds like a fairy tale so far and then you hit the, the red carpet. carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and w- what we'll do is when we uh, publish this episode, we'll, sorry. Another but- reminder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was between you and Nina Darren had um, sort of caught up to you and you, I think it's fair to say you were very depleted. Yes. So I hadn't really gone in to the race with much of a nutrition plan other than I should try and take some gels at some point during the race. Um, and I think the last gel I had taken was about, well, the last 20 minutes of the bike. And oh, I thought, wow. oh, you know, I'm feeling great on the run. I don't need to worry about taking any nutrition. Um, I was only drinking water at the aid station, so no electrolytes or anything. And then uh, that was probably... Um, my downfall. Um, no <laughs> Literally. Pun, no and pun, intended. <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I got to the end completely gassed. Um, I think I yeah, had a six minute deficit on the going into the run and managed to catch up in the last K, K and a half, entered the red carpet and someone said, you know, she's coming for you. She's going to pass you like you got to sprint to the finish. And I thought, oh, goodness, I've got to go. And I just started sprinting and my leg said, nope. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, unfortunately, um, I fell over and then tried to get back up again. And one metre from the line, fell over again. So just got pipped on the line. Um, But, I mean, I think I said it to you at the time and I'll say it again that, you know, it was my first race, first 70.3, first pro race. And I was really just going in there to, you know, have fun, see what it was about, um, make mistakes that I could learn from. So nutrition was a big one for me. Um, and just make it to the finishing line, which I did. Um, <laughs> just. Just. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a, a good learning experience for me. And um, I was I was stoked to be on the podium. I had no expectations going into that race. Um, yeah. It was my first first race, so yeah, yeah. I think I think that's one of the keys, and what I think is really interesting about uh, how that race panned out is podium finish on debut at the distance and as a pro is fantastic. But we always sort of talk about that we learn our biggest lessons from mistakes, like when things go wrong. For sure. So you kind of got 
the best of both worlds. You learned a lot from the mistakes that you made, but you also still managed a podium as well. Like that's, that's pretty impressive. Often, uh, I guess if you make mistakes, particularly, I guess, when it comes to nutrition over long distance triathlon, then you don't end up, you know, near the top. So with that respect, like, well played. Yeah, did well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely um, a very memorable day for me and definitely a race I'll never forget. Um, not only it being the first, but just um, what went down. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to thank you uh, for coming here to do this podcast. This is the first face-to-face podcast I feel like I've done in a year. And it's so nice to actually see someone so close, but at obvious social distance uh, away from each other. Yeah, we're about two metres apart right now. Um, Yeah, no, it's good. Um, Yeah, face-to-face, better than over the – I'm assuming it's better for you to have a face-to-face over uh, the internet. So um, I'm glad that I could be on the show and the podcast. Show? Podcast? Both? Either. Either. Yeah, sure. I like like to think of it as a bit of a show, like – you know, a bit of an intro music and you come running onto the stage. Yeah. I like to think of it like that. Hope, Why not? Hopefully I'm entertaining enough. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll see, I guess. Yeah. We're, it's, we're less than Early days. Yeah, let's see. Uh, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but also, ladies and gentlemen, Grace Tech also did the, well, it's the best thing in my opinion when you are coming to my house or coming to greet me in, in any sort of situation is to bring me coffee, and that's exactly what you did. And you also bought me treats. So, snacks for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love snacks. Uh, <laughs> but you have actually, um, you've also dog sat and house sat in this humble abode. Yeah, I've had dinner at this table before. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Henry. I'm not sure if he recognised me when I walked in the door, but I think he's just happy to see anyone so yeah please uh, yeah sorry don't feel special no he would yeah <laughs> but yeah um love henry yeah house out for a couple of weeks during kona 2018 now i think was that when i had frankie yeah it must you, have been yeah, I yeah. Think frankie had just yep. been born yes and we made a last minute decision to go to kona yeah. um, my hats go off to you for that because that would have been it's crazy tough traveling with a she was six like weeks, seven weeks, seven I mean, weeks, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, props. Like an eighth of her lifespan was spent in Hawaii <laughs> at that time. It's a nice life to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she has certainly travelled a lot, and yeah, we made that decision very last minute because I had no idea how we would go, how Frankie would be as a baby, you know, um, how I would be, and I, I kind of forgot that. Uh, doesn't matter how good your kid is, you are running on sort of empty for quite a while uh, yeah. in very early stages. And But I just went into turbo Steph wits up mode and I did back-to-back interviews and stuff. As and only you can do. I just I can't <laughs> help myself. Like I'd like to think that I learn, but I, I tend to forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just... I'm sure it caught up with you um, when Man. you got back into a real life here in Melbourne. It, well, it, I think it pretty, pretty much hard. caught up with me over there as well. Oh. <laughs> like day one, Rennie was Rennie walked in with a massive coffee. Yeah, and I was American just, style, totally. Yeah, which I was okay with at that time. I'm like, the bigger sure. the better, bring it on. Um, yeah, and she she just took Frankie out of my arms and was just like, just relax. I got you. Like it's fine. Yeah, it's like, I 
And she's like, I was a bit surprised that you uh, booked back-to-back interviews the day after you arrived. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, ballsy. Yeah, stupid. But anyway, <laughs> enough about It's me. good to be back here. Yes. Yep. Yes. Sorry, hang on. The computer's just... I was, I was about to say I'll just edit that out, but I won't. I'll just leave it in. I That's like right. keeping it real. Yeah, why not? Mod- <laughs> yeah, saves time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's got time for editing? Not me. This um, is raw here. It's, it's, it's live. It's raw. Uh, it is, it's very real. Great. Now, mm-hmm. let's talk about... You always look a little bit nervous, but you know you don't. I don't. I don't know nervous. what to expect. <laughs> the thing is, I don't. I never know what to expect to come out of my mouth either. So it's, it's a just, surprise for both of us. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun this way. Um, now you grew up as a runner. Like running was your thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you. And correct me if I'm wrong at any stage, but you travelled to the US and lived over there for a bit. As a, do you call, say a collegiate runner? Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. What. How was that decision to leave your family at what what age? Yeah, so I've been running basically my whole life. I think um, the influences of my parents doing fun runs. I ran my first fun run, I think, at the age of six. It was 5K. It was the, I think it was a Mother's Day classic. And I said, um, yeah, I want to run. I don't want to sit on the sidelines watching um, you compete. So they said, okay, well, it takes a little bit of hard work. You can't just go out and do it. You've got to do a little bit of training. So just used to run, you know, a couple of times a week around the block, just once with my dad in preparation for it. Um, and then yet six, I think I ran my first 5k without stopping. Um, yeah, I think it was around the tan from memory. I've got some photos of it. Um, but yeah, so from then onwards, I really, you know, enjoyed running. My dad was always better than me well yeah right rightfully so at six years old um (laughs) but I think about um yeah I think about 12 is when I had that first run it was about a 1k loop around this oval near me yeah um or double oval and I beat him and he was going hard as well so um from that day onwards that was a that was a big accomplishment in my life um and then yeah I've just been running ever since I raced uh at nationals um for victoria which is the state um we live in um yeah grade five through grade 12 and i guess running was always um really important to me and i always i think probably sorry to answer your question probably around the age of uh 16 i decided you know i really wanted to take this running thing um to the next level and uh, at the time, my coach, also named Pat, but a, a different coach, yeah. um, his son had just gone over to college in America at Northern Arizona University. Yeah. And there was quite a few people from Doncaster Athletic Club who'd gone over to the States, um, David McNeil as well. And so I thought, that oh, sounds pretty good. Like I can go over there and live a college life, run, get a degree. So I think, yeah, probably from age 16 is when I thought, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then I just spent the next two years kind of deciding where I wanted to go and who would take me and um, going through all of that, um, you know, paperwork and all that. Yeah. And eventually I ended up at Providence College, which is in Rhode Island. So yeah. it's about an hour from Boston, three hours from New York. And 
it was yeah probably four of the best years of my life it was uh I studied a biology degree over there yeah and I ran their division one um so over there they've got multiple divisions so division one's um I guess the highest level of um collegiate um track and field and cross country oh and cross country (laughs) um so I yeah ran for the college for four years and then um yeah so sorry you you were 18 when you went over yeah so left at um I was just about to turn 19 because their school year starts in September yeah and yeah at the time I had never been to America before never been on holidays or stepped foot on the university and got picked up from Boston by a teammate um, who was from New Zealand and my coach who was uh Ray Tracy um he's an Irishman um and had been coaching there for many years and he now coaches um, some very good uh, running athletes professionally, yeah. Molly Huddle and Emily Sisson, yeah. um, but also still coaches the Providence College team there. So I just, yeah, I guess it's something that I always wanted to do um, probably from 16 onwards and I just made it um, made it happen, I guess, over yeah. the two-year two, two year period and, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> so, because, and, and I... Like I love, and I mean, and a lot of athletes are like this. They see something that they want, and they there's no kind of there's no barriers. It's just like this is what I'm going to do, and I'll yeah, just do just what go I have after to do. it. Yeah, but as how old are you now? Um, twenty eight, turning twenty nine at the end of the year. Okay, so a decade ago. So yeah, yeah I know, a while right? ago. Yeah, yeah. So I graduated in two thousand and fourteen. So it's already been six years. Um, yeah, right. Since I left there, but yeah, as an eighteen year old. Um, I guess I had the dream of doing it and I knew that my parents, um, were supportive of me going over there and I knew I was going to miss my family a lot, but, um, I knew that they were only a a couple of flights away if I needed to get back and if I didn't like it, um, that would be supportive, um, for me to return back. So I thought, why not go for it? But as a 28 year old now looking back, do you ever think, shit, that was, that's a big call to move to the other side of the globe. Like, do you? Yeah, do you... I guess. I guess looking back, it kind of was a bit of a ballsy move. I guess at that age, but looking back, I wouldn't change it at all because it was amazing. So, yeah. um, I think it was a good opportunity, and um, I just took it at the time. Yeah. What's the first thing you remember about the United States? Like that sort of just sort of tripped you out a bit. Um, I think just driving from Boston to Providence College, just all the big trucks on the road, um, completely different um, to what we got here. Yeah. Um, that was probably initially and just everyone speaking in a different accent because um, yeah. obviously surrounded by uh, Australian accents most of my life. So, yeah, um, yeah that was probably I guess initial first impressions yeah was like, everyone's got a cool accent and then they all thought I had a cool accent and yeah. I thought oh do yeah. I do I, I have know. an accent isn't that the weirdest thing when you travel you forget that you have an accent to yeah. everyone else like, and you're like unique yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love um and I guess it's always the flip the flip side of it as well but I love people trying to guess what oh, your accent is. I had so many good ones yeah. while I was away like um Obviously, Australian, New Zealand, pretty similar. Yeah. Not to our ears, I don't. I think no. we can really recognise that. But yeah. it's kind of like me trying to pick an American and Canadian accent. Yeah. And Ooh. I'm sorry, I still get it wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think I got asked if I was 
Irish, English, South African, yeah, right. Canadian even from an American. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was always always interesting to to see where they would um, if they would write, I guess, and pick my accent. Yeah. Um. It's, okay. So over your you get a degree, mm-hmm. you're running really well. You also meet. The big goofball, I think, is a fair. Yeah, is that a fair observation? Yeah, I think you'd agree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a big goofball. He's he is. so like so lovely and charming, obviously, but great. Yeah, great sense of humor. That's what I think about him. Yeah, 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 definitely. He's uh, I think he's always trying to make me laugh. Yeah, but I don't. I don't laugh at all his jokes, so I think it's quite a challenge for him. <laughs> Making him work for it. Yeah, like it. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, um, I guess, yeah, we met in college. He was on the lacrosse team over there. Yeah. Um, I was on the track team, so we um, we saw each other, I guess, a, a couple of times in the training room and guess the rest is history. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, he's, he's goofy. Um, <laughs> he's into athletics and sport. Um but he also is an inner geek. Yeah, right. I use the word geek because apparently nerdy is not the right word to describe it. Oh, okay. He's like geeky who? in terms of gaming. Gaming people oh. are geeky, I think. Nerdy is like smart. Even though he is smart, he's probably more a geek. Right, okay. Yeah. So he's into like online gaming and stuff. He loves it. Really? Yeah. What kind of games? Um, World of Warcraft. Wow, is what... It's cool. He's been playing that since it came out. Like I think it's like fifteen years. Or um, really? plays with his friends. Um, to be honest, he plays so many games I couldn't even yeah. name them. Um, wow. So yeah, he loves that. I think when we stayed here, he was like, "Can you just make sure like the internet connection is oh going to be good enough for me to play games?" <laughs> I said, "Just chill. Like if you can't play games, it's not the end of the world." He's oh, that's like, why our uh, yeah internet bill <laughs> was really, was really high that month. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, cause I, um, used to go out with a guy, um, and I had, he was, he was, I, well, I couldn't put a label cause he had so many different labels, not yeah, you should yeah. label people, but whatever. <laughs> but he was, he, he worked in computers and IT and everything. Um, and when we were seeing each other and we we're both finally living in Melbourne, cause we were doing long distance for a little bit, which is nothing compared to your long distance. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but he one day said, to me, um, oh, and re- keep in mind, this was 15 years ago, or mm-hmm. however long ago it was, probably more than that. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have a LAN party with the boys this weekend. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I know like, all about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I was what like, is a LAN party initially? Yeah. So, did it, well, I assumed it was just some kind of party. party yeah. And so then the line of question was like, oh, who's coming? And yeah, can what, I come? You know, what, yeah, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we, we gather our we land together and we – what does LAN even stand for? L- local area network? Oh, my God. Is that oh, what it is? Could be. I'm going to Google it. I feel like Zach will listen to this and be appalled <laughs> that I don't actually know what LAN stands for. Um, but that, that sounds like it could be right. I'm, I'm – I'm pretty sure it has to be, surely. Should we do it? Oh, my God. Land party is a thing. So I've just Googled land party. 
A LAN party is a gathering of people with computers or compatible game consoles where a local area network. Yeah! Love it. Connection is established between the devices using a router or switch primarily for the purpose of playing multiplayer video games together. That's it. All nighters. <laughs> Kids are crazy. Yeah. yeah okay. So, all right. Um, so yeah. he's got that side to him. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, you know, he's not, for all the listeners, he's not that, you know, geeky person that just sits on their laptop all day. Like, I, I can drag him yeah. away at points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He, he does most of that when you're sleeping and rebooting for the next day and then he'll be up. Oh, no, exactly. He, his um, time frame of sleep is usually from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh and so goodness. I go to bed, come yep. home from swimming and then jump back in bed and he's still asleep. Oh my goodness. So it kind of works. Um, yeah. It, yeah, works out. Yeah. We make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about long distance relationships. Yeah. And that they are tough. They're super tough. Um, I did it for a short amount of time. This, this same guy who I was seeing years ago, like, I mean, I've only really ever seen two people and one of them I married. So yeah. it, it like really <laughs> narrows it down. But so I was living in Tassie when I met him and I decided that I did want to start a relationship because he was moving to Melbourne. Yeah. So we just remained friends, but then we just kept chatting to each other, blah, blah, blah. And we decided to give it a crack. But I guess we were probably, it was probably only six months of being long distance. But when you say long distance, it's a one hour flight. So it's long distance is still long distance in my opinion. Yeah. Fair call. Yeah. Fair call. But probably easier to be able to meet up more regularly. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah. yeah, it helps. <laughs> it helps. So, and obviously you guys first met and you had a few years together uh, in the US, but then you came back to Australia. So mm-hmm. how how have you guys managed to, well, how long were you together in the same place? And then how long have you been together doing the long distance thing? And how do you how do you manage? Yeah, I mean, it has its, has its moments. Um, mm. We started dating the... End of our first year of college. So we dated for about two and a half, three years um, before I came back to Australia. Um, I came back because I wanted to study physiotherapy. Right. Um, so I came back to college here and we kind of went long distance while I was at um, at university for three years back and forward. He would come out. He's come out the last couple of years, uh, I think the last four years actually, on a work visa so he's come out for three months so we'd kind of see each other at um my school like uni break so around christmas time and then about july and then he'd come out for three months um for most of the most of those years so we've been dating just over nine years now and doing long distance for six of them this year was the aim come um, April just gone. He was going to come out to Australia and live in Melbourne uh, mm. indefinitely, um, but oh. then COVID happened. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. So he was going to make that move, and we're hoping to apply for a partner visa so that um, we don't have to worry about visas going um, back and forward. Yeah. Uh, from now onwards, I guess. But we're just in the process at the moment of trying to get him back into the country. Um, he has a visa, but we've just got some. Um, I guess immigration have to give him the, yeah. the green light to come back over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely has its challenges. I think the first couple of years were the most challenging, mm. probably the first three years, um, because 
you know, it's really hard when you can't see see each other every day. You're relying on yeah. communication. And um, I think that's the key to, I guess, all relationships, but particularly yeah. um, long distance is communication and trust. Yeah. Um, and, you know, trust even, yeah. yeah, even, you know, if you're not in a great mood and don't really want to talk to anyone, like you still have to suck it up and, yeah. you know, make sure you keep, you know, the other person in the loop. Um, yeah. Well, and yeah, I think, communicate that you're not in a good headspace. You yeah, need to communicate that, which for is sure. tough. Yeah, and I think the last, uh, probably the last three, three years or so, I think we've gotten a lot better and we're kind of more in sync. Um, we make sure that we chat to each other every day, maybe even multiple times on FaceTime, even if it's just he's in the car driving somewhere, I'm driving somewhere else. Or, yeah. Um, and I guess this is where his late night um, uh, habits. habits, I guess, <laughs> yeah, thanks, um, um, are beneficial in that ooh, it makes the time zones a little bit easier. So yeah. I usually talk to him about, you know, 6 p.m. at night. It's, you know, just 1 a.m. there for him, I think, um, give yeah. or take with the daylight savings. But, yeah, uh, yeah so we make it work, but. Yeah. It'd be nice to have him here all the time or yeah. at least be together all the time. So that's the ultimate goal. And I guess for the last six years, people are always asking us, well, who's going to move where and when's it going to happen? And it's yeah. kind of starting to happen now. Um, right. We just need to get him back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that, do people asking those questions grate great you a little bit, like get on your nerves a bit? Um, a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of just, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah. What do you mean you don't know? Well, you know, we're just doing what we both love doing. You know, it's kind of worked out like this because I was pursuing um, physiotherapy and also triathlons and, you know, he's got his goals as well. And, um, you know, I think if we look back in, you know, 10 years time and, you know, he moved here earlier, I moved there, we might have some form of resentment against mm. each other for not being able to pursue what we wanted to at the time. So yeah. we're not letting, I guess, we, we like to support each other in our endeavours. But, um, yeah, I think now is probably a good time that we start to yeah. settle down in a way and yeah. uh, have a normal <laughs> a normal relationship. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What is normal though? Maybe. Who Who knows? And I think... That's what, you know, you get hung up with people saying, well, you know, when I was your age, yeah. my mum's my a big one. <laughs> my oh mum loves that. You know, when I was 27, I had you. You know, when I was 22, I got married. And I thought, ah, oh, well, yeah. I'm 28. I'm still living at home. Um, yeah. uh, everyone has different time frames. And I think, you you know, I guess it's with anything in life, even triathlon. Like, you can't compare yourself to someone else. We're all in different um different periods of our life mm-hmm. and different stages and yeah i think if you compare yourself you you tend to um lose happiness you, you know you got to enjoy what you're doing at that moment and yeah. you know you've got the ability to change it when you want to but yeah there's no point comparing and and looking over because the grass is always greener over the other side yeah you know um but once you get over there my astroturf yeah it's fake yeah (laughs) exactly it's funny you just said um well I think you nailed it um it's it's down to happiness and I I think the key question is are are you happy and what does that look like and it may 
far out. We live in a world where nothing is traditional. Nothing is. And mm-hmm. why why do we have it in our head that it has to look a certain way? Um, I think I get quite passionate about that kind of topic. Um, and again, it's not to the same degree, but each to their own. Everyone's got their own sort of story. But, you know, in early days of Brady and I being together, I'd often get people saying, you travel so much. Like I spent six weeks in Europe working and without him and I don't check in with him all the time when I'm away working, not because I don't you're want busy, to. I'm probably, so yeah. busy. Um, and then, you know, there's time zones and all that kind of stuff. But he is such a you know, laid back but just a well-rounded human being that that doesn't phase him. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for us that's just worked so well. And if I was with someone who wasn't like that, it wouldn't work because I, I don't – check in I check in when I want to and right. now with Frankie we check in even more with each other because there's a third person or a fourth including Henry, Henry. yeah don't forget him <laughs> yeah cannot forget him um so you know it probably takes even more communication and that's something that we're learning but and I've, I've actually had this conversation with uh, I think I spoke with Ash Gentle about it with her and Josh because they oh, yeah. would while they're both triathletes would travel at separate different ways. places yeah because yeah, he he sort of morphed into the um half distance long distance mm-hmm. world and she's still in the itu world so they don't get to spend all their time together um yeah. and i just yeah i don't know and I, like i didn't used to get pissed off with people asking but i'd get pissed off with them making assumptions right you know yeah. um and again back to what you said at the very beginning of this topic was it's communication and trust yeah for sure yeah I think yeah. that's that's true for any relationship, Absolutely. regardless of whether it's a long distance relationship. But yeah, um, yeah, particularly long distance, you know, yeah. you've got to trust the other person and yeah, um, keep that communication flowing. Yeah, I feel like you're, uh, and again, just correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you, you um, this is from an outsider looking in. You mm. have pretty strong values. Like I, I feel like that comes across to me that you you've got some pretty strong values and I assume and obviously you must be close to your parents because you're you're living at home yeah does that come directly from your parents do you think um yeah I think so I think maybe even a little bit from Zach as well but I think yeah from from my parents they've always instilled um you know the belief that you work hard and um if you work hard enough you know your sport or your academics can take you places and yeah um I think yeah from a young age they've always you know taught me good work ethic and they both started their own um, businesses and kind of showed me that you know you can do what you want to do if you put your mind to it and you know you dedicate time to it and yeah I think that's yeah been I guess ingrained from a young age yeah and it sounds like it had also based on you going running with your dad and yeah. then just saying, well, if you if you want to do this 5K, that's cool, yeah. but you've got to do a bit of work. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's probably, yeah, probably the beginning of it all, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Do you often think about that or is it just when you start to have this kind of conversation, it becomes that light bulb moment of, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I don't know if I've really reflected that much on it previously, yeah. but... Yeah, it probably is a bit yeah. of a light bulb, bulb mo- moment for me. Yeah. yeah. And y- y- you've just got the one sister? I've got two sisters. Two sisters. Yeah, both oh. younger. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I'm the, the oldest. eldest, yeah. Okay. Do you say oldest or Old- eldest? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not great with English, so <laughs> maybe eldest? Is it not eldest? your first language? 
Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it is, but... <laughs> eldest or oldest? Oldest. It, I feel like it's something I oldest. should probably know. I think you say elderly. Yeah, you don't say elderly. Elderly, but... Oldest. If someone... Eldest? I could Google Maybe it. Maybe it depends on where you're from. Maybe, Maybe if it's like English versus American English. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I'm finding that really difficult because we've got different editors now with Wits Up and one is, hi, Jordan Blanco. I know you'll be listening. <laughs> uh, but she's a Brit but lives in the States. San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, you know Jordan. Yeah. I've oh, met okay. her a couple of times. Oh, sweet. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but she is an editor slash contributor for Wits Up as well. Yeah. And so we're, we're trying to sort of, you know, there's just those little sort of, you know, they use Zs in. And the Os and the Us. Or the Us. Yeah, colour. Colour, favourite. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we're going with the Australian spelling of things, everybody. So It's the right way. It's the only way. Only, right, <laughs> only way. <laughs> um, so you're the eldest let's go with that one just seems to roll sounds off better I it think. sounds a bit fancier yeah i think you're the eldest eldest you're yeah. the oldest yeah oldest. eldest yeah yeah um what's the breakdown how many years so there's two years between all of us so 28 26 24 right okay yeah so did you feel what kind of role do you think you played uh with your sisters growing up and even now i guess um I'd like to to think I was that supportive older sister, um, but I think we we were all pretty competitive. I think growing up, um, yeah, we competed against each other a lot in just games around the house. Or yeah, but we'd also play together. I remember playing um, family and you know all those yeah. little made up games you play when you're when you're young. I think yeah. actually I remember one that just came to me. We used to play dentist. Oh. <laughs> and that sounds really, yeah, Not just thinking doctors. about it now, it was like dentist. dentist. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that I was, you know, supportive. Wait, and st- hang on, I need to go back to playing dentist. <laughs> what does play, is it literally lay down, open your mouth, I'm going to shove instruments in your mouth? Is that what it was? I'm pretty sure that, yeah, we had like a little chair and then <laughs> I think we had it kind of propped up against a couch so you could like lay back in a recliner oh, yeah, as nice. if you would be at the dentist. Um, <laughs> clearly, none of us feared the dentist because um, we played we yeah, played the dentist. You were experts but, at it. You knew um, what was going on. I think it was probably just as you described, some <laughs> maybe pencils or something, check around. Oh, my God. Um, I'm just... not sure if it was entirely that. I think there was probably the the doctor component yep. of it but yeah I just I want to see what that looks like when you're all like all right what are we going to play today uh let's play mums and dads no 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 let's play doc- I've got it let's, let's play, play dentist, dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. imagine imagine if a kid particularly um as it's become more dare I say it like more acceptable to see psychologists I you shouldn't say it like that but more um I don't want to say acceptable is not what I mean. What do I mean? Um, it's kind of the, the norm. The yeah, like norm. it's it's yeah. like a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it, a, any healthcare practitioner. Yes, it's viewed. Yeah, the perception has changed. I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something that I definitely want to do. I'm really interested for someone to get into my head. Yeah, to help explain a couple of things would be great. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a sports psychologist a couple of times while I was over in in the states. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think they can help your performance as well and absolutely you know kind of get in there and kind of investigate what makes you tick and yeah how to you know 
fuel your energy into racing and how you can be better, I guess. But I imagine it's helping you develop as a person for you to figure out stuff because from what I understand, they're not they're not telling you. It's a it's a self like a reflection, yeah. yeah. Um, and surely that has to help. You know, everyone's motivated differently. Everyone is inspired differently. Everyone is demotivated differently. Yeah. So to be able to unlock that, it has to give you a performance edge. Yeah, an advantage. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously not just in sport, but just in life. In yeah, general. for sure. Um, well, I think sport and life go hand in hand. Really agree. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I've always, always thought that sport is a metaphor for life. for life. I just remember that in my head as a kid, which is why I just I loved it. Loved, all of my lessons were from sport that I then took into the rest of my life. Yeah, for sure. Um, the reason I brought up psychologist is because like, I'd love to see kids going, nah, let's not play dentist. Let's play psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> you see this kid just the, laying on the couch. Yeah. The inner <laughs> secrets coming out. <laughs> Don't tell mum, though. This is confidential. Absolutely. How does that make you feel, little Grace? How does that make you feel? Yeah, Um, who knows how we got onto the dentist. I'll have to bring it up with my sisters because I don't even know if they remember that we used to play, whether I was the ringleader because I was the oldest. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, What do they do? So my younger sister, Laura, she is a nurse and midwife. She graduated about a year and a half ago, so she's working full time now. Wow, how's she going mentally with the state of the world at the moment in terms of being a healthcare hero? We're calling them. Yeah, I think I don't know if a whole lot has changed for her um, right. in the nursing. She's more midwifery rather okay. than frontline. Yep. You know, um, I guess seeing COVID um, patients, but yep. uh, I don't think anything's change too much for her luckily she's still working at the moment um yeah yeah uh, it's probably a question I should ask her um <laughs> my mum's my mum's also a nurse and midwife as well so oh. they're both um and then my grandma used to be a nurse midwife my auntie's a nurse midwife no so kind of runs in the family um was it ever uh, an option for you not zero interest for you um it was always an option but yeah. not something that I had wanted to do Ooh, I like that answer anything's an option anything's possible you actually want yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna bleep that out anything is possible sorry <laughs> you can hear like the Iron Man going ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> no well I didn't even think about that when I said it uh. <laughs> um but yeah I think yeah, my parents always instilled that we could do what we wanted to do. And yeah. uh, I think, um, I guess going back to the question you asked, you know, they always valued academics and said, we don't, we're going to support you with your sport. You can do what you want to do. I did, played a lot of sports and did lots of um, um, different competitions and races over the years, but they said, we want you to go to university or, or at least get a degree. So you've got you know, a piece of paper at the end of it, something yep. to fall back on because with sport you don't know when your day might end, you know, injuries yeah. or, um, yeah, mainly injuries but yeah. or opportunities um, to continue along that yeah. that line. So um, you want something you're going to fall back on. Yeah. What does uh, – so Laura's a nurse. Yeah. What does, what's your other sister? Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, she's the middle child. Yeah. She is a biomedical engineer. So she actually did the same thing I did where she went over to the States um, oh. on a scholarship 
for diving actually. So for diving, yeah, I, um, springboard and platform diving. Oh my so goodness. She she's very sporty, um, very modest and humble. So wouldn't probably bring this up, but she was in the AIS for diving, um, oh. based out of Queensland. So my parents moved up there when I went to America, um, so that they could finish um, schooling up there. And my sister had the opportunity to train with the AIS um, up there in Chandler. So, uh, yeah, so she followed, followed suit once I graduated the next year, she went over and did the same thing for five years and got her master's in biomedical engineering. Um, and now she works with a company called Stryker who provide, uh, medical implants and that kind of equipment for surgeries. Wow. Diving's yeah. like one of my favorite sports to watch. Oh, really? Olympics. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know how they do it. I can't even jump off the three meter diving board. I'm like scared of heights. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Brady's really scared of heights. Yeah. yeah. Where do you reckon it comes from? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when you're little, you're fearless. Like, I remember jumping off that dive board, that three meter dive board. Um, many many times but yeah I think when you get older you just fear it and I don't know if it's um I did have this one experience when I jumped off the three meter um dive board and I didn't point my toes and my feet hit the water and it hurt my feet and I thought I don't want to ruin myself for running and so um I don't know if I think I was always a little bit of afraid of heights but I think that also made me not want to jump off the three meter dive board again and I think if you don't do it then you know yeah it seems more overwhelming the next time you go up yeah yeah so interesting I just um like I don't have a fear of heights I like I'm bang up for anything stupid adventurous yeah yeah um in saying that though when you know when it comes to something like say cliff jumping I'll always do it but I need a little bit more to rev me up. A little pep talk. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I remember at Kona, there's, it's called the end of the world and you can jump off the cliffs there. And, mm-hmm. But I think with that, it, I find it a little bit different um, because there's so many more variables when it's a cliff jump as opposed to like jumping off a diving board. Like, you know what's below you, you know that right. it's relatively safe. Yeah. Whereas cliff jumping, you've got the tide, I don't know what rocks are under there. Yeah, um, exactly. Are you scared, like when you go swimming, open water swimming, are you scared of sharks? Well, I've actually been doing quite a lot of bay swimming over Uh, the last little while and it did cross my mind at one point, like, are there sharks in the bay? Yeah. And my friend asked me, so I Googled it, asked my dad, you know, is there any chance? Because I guess I went in fearless. I thought, oh, it's a bay. There's no sharks. Yeah. Uh, It's not the ocean. Um, And then... Apparently, there was one day that it was probably one of the last bay swims I did before the pools reopened. Mm. And um, my swimming buddy, Vanessa, who we'd been swimming throughout the uh, COVID time, she was like, oh, I swam this morning. But apparently, there was like a two-meter shark spotted right in Brighton where we'd been swimming. And I thought, damn, like... Yeah, right. I want to go back in the water now. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I guess it's not really, it's not really much of an issue. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think I've been anywhere where the waters are really shark infested. Like yeah. maybe off the coast of Perth. Yeah. WA. I don't know how, <laughs> um, how happy I'd be swimming there yeah. all the time, knowing that uh, there are a lot of sharks 
Yeah. Um, and I think there's been a few spotted up uh, Queensland way yeah. over the recent times. I think in Cronulla there was one spotted a great white, uh, great white shark. Probably. I don't know. Two metres the other day. Yeah, I don't right. know if two metres is big for a shark, but it sounds scary because I'm well, not that tall. <laughs> well, I'm nearly, I'm 20 centimetres short of two metres. So yeah. me with my arms up, that's how, that's how big it will be. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I wouldn't want to take it on. Yeah, no, 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 fair call. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I find it interesting because you know, when, when you speak to people who aren't, or even people who are involved in triathlon, um, and one of their fears is open water swimming because of sharks, I just, it never entered. I'm more nervous about jellyfish than sharks. Mm. I hate jellyfish. Um, yeah. But I never think about sharks. Yeah, I, I think issue. I'm probably more scared about riding on the road than swimming yeah, in the bay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. bad drivers yeah. are a lot scarier than sharks. That exactly. is for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, I can just hear my little friend crying. Let's just we're just gonna hit pause. That's and right. I'm just gonna scoot in. Sort her out. All good. Ah, uh, there's nothing quite like working from home and trying to organize a podcast recording when you have an almost two-year-old. Cannot believe that Frankie Flo is almost two. Um, she's great at keeping things real. Uh, and that's what we try and do with Wits Up, particularly on the podcast platform. We do our best to bring you some fantastic insights from all of the athletes uh, and other people within our sport. So if you enjoy the content that we bring you daily, the podcast episodes that we bring you weekly, then Wits Up needs your support and we'd love you to consider to subscribe to be a Wits Up member. All you need to do is click the link in the description of this episode and Bobette is your auntie. Uh, so before we hit record, and I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus, but I'm interested because I, I obviously live my life um, very publicly with what I, with what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I take a lot of photos of our family and we post them. And we were having a chat about Instagram and you asked me a really good question. Does, does social media ever kind of do my head in or stress me out? Or, and I would say a few years ago it, it didn't because I think I was quite oblivious to it all. But these days I really... It's kind of a double-edged sword. It it does stress me out a little bit because you're like, oh, I just need to keep posting. And that's it has to be social. That's how it works. That's how the algorithms work. I'm right. like, I just don't want to do that. What I like about it is posting a photo and then someone saying, oh, you know, it's great to see you and Frankie or, it's it's you know, it's good to see stuff and getting that immediate sort of feedback. That's what I enjoy about it. Right. The rest I don't. How do you, how do you feel about it? Um. Kind of mixed, I guess. I yeah. think I do. I do get a little bit stressed out with social media. Yeah. Um, just kind of the idea of I should probably post every day and thinking of captions. Um, I'm not super creative, so I think you know, getting the content and the captions uh, is probably the hardest part. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, with being a professional triathlete and you know, having some supporters and sponsors that it, it is my job to, um, to keep up to date with social media and to, you know, share a little bit into my life. Yeah. Um, and hopefully do it a little bit, you know, honestly and not, you know, yeah. fake it and everything's all rainbows and, yeah. and all that. Cause you know, sometimes it's not, Yeah, well, yeah. a lot of the time it's not, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I think, I think it has its benefits. Um, but yeah, it can be a bit of a pain in the butt sometimes yeah, as well. That's for sure. And it's, so yeah, you, you really view it as it's part of your job is to represent your sponsors and yeah. Yeah. And um, I think if, you know, sometimes I go through stages where I'm loving it and, you know, post every day and, you know, I've got the content and it, you know, feels good. But then there are sometimes, you know, a couple of weeks where I just don't post anything because I just yeah. not really feeling it at that stage. And I think yeah. I've got a little, I've got to be a little bit better about, you know, doing it, but yeah. I also don't know how, you know, how interested people are in my life. Yeah. Um, whether they want to see more or what they want to see more of, I think that's yeah. probably something I should probably ask. Yeah. Um, Let's ask that, right now. Yeah. What, what do you guys, what would you like to know about Grace Tech? What do you want to see? Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, slide into the DMs, as oh, they say, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, I think when I first started, I didn't want to do it at all. And Pat yeah. made my account my coach made my account initially yeah. and just gave me, gave it to me and said, all right, you got to start. I already made you one yeah. um, just to get the ball rolling. And um, now it's kind of gravitated to, you know, that account than my, you know, private personal account, which yeah. um, I don't think I've been on in months. So yeah, yeah. apologies to anyone on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think it takes time and, the more I do, the better it it becomes. But it's yeah. just um, not letting it stress you out. I think sometimes it just stresses me out a little bit, and there's just no point posting if it's gonna cause you yeah anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. Um. And I got some. I saw heard some really good advice from one of my college friends, who's very very good on social media, yeah. um, professional runner over in America, and she she got this advice from someone else. I think so. It's <laughs> gone through a few people, but yeah, just. Just caption a photo. What are you doing? You know, yeah. no, you don't need to be creative. Just this is me going for a run. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, you know, today's workout was whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think that whenever I get stressed out, um, I just think yeah. about that. Just this is just what I did. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those who are interested will join in the conversation or like or whatever. And those who aren't, who cares? Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did try some YouTube videos actually while I was in Girona last year. Oh, um, yeah. Mainly one of my sponsors, um, supporters was doing all the editing. So it was quite easy for me. I just had to send through yeah, um, right. some footage and race recaps and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that, I quite like doing that. Um, yeah. But I always used to forget. So I was like, yeah. I'll just take some videos while you're on your bike and I just f totally forget. I get to the end of a long ride, even here um, when I'm riding with a group. Yeah. And I get home, don't have oh. any documentation because yeah. I was just enjoying it. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. good conversations, you know, yeah. coffee at the end. And yeah, that's what it's all about, I think. Yeah. And this, yeah, the simplisticness, simplisticness, simplicity. Simplicity. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, my English teacher, and I use this joke all the time, but my English teacher from high school would have a cardiac arrest. And she knew that I was an editor uh, because I, English was not my thing. English school. was not my thing either. Yeah, right. I hated English. It Same. Was, and it was the only mandatory subject you actually had to do. Yeah. Um, but it was my worst by far. I was like, why can't 
something like maths be yeah. mandatory? And, yeah, right. Or both. So at least those people who yeah. are good at English have to, you know, trudge through the oh. maths class. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, goodness. Um, you, again, and I keep saying correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. you come across as... And I don't know if it's maybe just because you're still relatively new to the to the sport, r- relatively speaking, mm-hmm. as quite a shy person. Yeah, I would probably I'd probably say shy when you first meet me, but if you get to know me, I open up a little bit. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that would be pretty accurate. I think um, just going back to Zach is that we complement each other quite nicely because he's very out there bubbly and I'm a bit more reserved yeah um and and shy probably initially yeah um but once you get to know me maybe I open up a little bit more because my dealings with you is you are actually a chatterbox like you you do love a chat but I guess maybe it is that that shyness kind of creeps and I mean I've gotten to know you over the years you've house sat and looked after my dog so obviously we have that rapport um but it, it, and again, we were discussing this before we went live. Once you put a microphone or a, a video camera in front of anyone's face, and I assume that you're in the same boat, that becomes quite nerve wracking. Oh yeah, I'm extremely nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I tend to warm up. I think the build up to it, and then uh. the, it's kind of like a race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, we did say at the start that this is a marathon, not a sprint. So, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I don't get too nervous for races yeah you know leading in the the couple of days okay morning of wake up feel the butterflies a little bit nervous get a little bit more nervous as I get go down to transition yeah on the start line probably the peak yeah Uh, I've got photos of that too yeah you know you've got plenty Melbourne and (laughs) you just are like (laughs) yeah um and then I think with any race, once the gun goes off, you forget about nerves and you just go out and, you know, yeah. you just do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you forget about that. And I guess it fuels you a little bit because you've got that adrenaline running through you from, I guess, the nerves and the built-up energy. But then once you start, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I'm still a little bit nervous. <laughs> well, I like to think you're not too nervous talking to me. No. Um, because, but you know me. But there's lots of people listening. Well, this is very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> so you should be nervous. I should be really nervous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think once you start to talk and um, I think they kind of disappear a little. Yeah. And yeah. over time, like the more you do these kind of things or the um, interviews post-race, uh, you know, you just you just constantly improve. But I found with you the first time I interviewed you, we were talking about what you knew. Like whether it was your first half or not, right? But we were talking about swing bike run, and mm-hmm. so you knew it, and you just done the race, so you were just like, "This is this is what it was." Like, yeah. So that sort of came across in the interview. I didn't see you as nervous, even though you told me that you were. Right. But it was like we we were talking about exactly what you knew. So. Yeah. And I think you're always comfortable talking about what you, what know. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I guess a degree of nerves coming into this because. I don't know what you're going to ask me. <laughs> it's probably not going to be triathlon related, all of it or any of it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, and we joke about this, I never really know where it's going to go. I mean, I've got some, I guess, uh, questions that I can always fall back on if I feel like the conversation's a bit um, getting stale or, or whatever, right. that I usually can lead to something. But I'm a big fan 
in this format in podcasting um, of just following, following the tangent and just seeing where it. Yeah, because it's – we don't get an opportunity to go down – those kind of roads uh, with your race reporting and things like that. And that's okay. Um, But I, and I keep saying this, this podcast is about the person behind the athlete. And obviously triathlon is going to come up in conversation, but I want more. I want to know more behind the person standing there in Lycra. I'm an open book, Steph. Yeah. But ask away. (laughs) But then, you know, and I also, I also say to everyone who I interview, is there anything off limits? Because the last thing I want to do is make anyone feel uncomfortable. Right. And I feel like that even breaks down barriers. And I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about anyone. Yeah. And it, it just, um, as soon as someone feels comfortable knowing that it, this isn't about railroading anyone or uncovering deep, dark secrets, but if something comes up, then, wow, it's a great opportunity to reflect on something that maybe you haven't given a lot of thought in the past. That's yes. how I sort of view it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to dentistry as children. (laughs) (laughs) Thrilling topic. Yeah. It still makes me laugh. Like, I want to see photos of you with little made-up green masks because all I can imagine is doctors in – dentists, sorry, in – oh, no, they probably wear white. Hey, I keep thinking green, like with a green face mask. Yeah, blue, green. Oh, shit, who knows? I think they're all different. I just – look, I didn't – I don't think there's any photo documentation – I'm disappointed. Um, yeah, so you'll just have to make it up in your mind. Right, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Imagine right. what it looked like. <laughs> um, we'll have to wrap things up pretty soon. But uh, I did want to ask, you mentioned earlier that you did play lots of sport, mm-hmm. different sport growing up. What were some of the other sports that you did outside of running? Yeah, so I started swimming at a very young age. Yeah. I think my mum had me in the pool six months after I was born, dunking me under. Um, and I think... Which, by the way, the first time you do that to a child is torture for both the child and them. I cry. Oh, I bet. The first... Actually, I got my best mate to put her under yeah. the first time. Cause, and I just bawled my eyes out. Yeah. But she's fine. Well, anyway. We live. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's still here. Yeah, so I, I did squad training from probably the age of six or so to 16 um so I was swimming most of my life um in the early years and then I tried my luck with netball and basketball in grade five grade six yeah um until everyone else grew and I stayed the same height ah Um, yes but I did play I played rep well I played club and rep for both basketball and you're a triathlete with a little bit of hand-eye coordination uh, I don't know about that right now. Right. I think at the time, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, you must have if you're playing, playing yeah. rep. Yeah. yeah. Unless the standards were low <laughs> the year that I joined. <laughs> Wait, what's the position in netball that everyone used to, if you were like the weakest link? Was that wing defense? Wing defense, yeah. yeah. Sorry, all the wing defenses. <laughs> I, I actually had to play it a few times, so maybe I wasn't that... Um, Good with my hand-eye coordination. Uh, but, yeah, I was mainly centre and uh, wing attack with the – and actually goal attack. Really? For a hot minute. Wow, until everyone else grew. Yeah, and then yeah. I couldn't see past hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my mum was also the coach, so maybe that had something to do with uh, it as well. A little bit of nepotism? Maybe. No, I don't know. Um <laughs> Do you reckon every like, – so my mum was a coach for a little while as well. Do you yeah. reckon pretty much every netballer at some stage has had their – one of their parents coach them? 
Yeah. I think for a lot of sports when you're under the age of, I don't know, 12. Yeah. I think parents tend to take the reins a little. Yeah. I wonder what I'll do. I'll be like getting everyone like up doing laps and you'll be cutting the oranges and oh my god that's brett <laughs> brett will be doing that you'll I'll be bring the lollies the yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um so sorry netball and basketball did you say uh yes and then i actually did try my luck with triathlons oh back in the day you did. back in the day yeah. so i think it was about when i was 15 i don't know um i applied for I think I did maybe a couple of triathlons and then I did the time trial where you do the swim and the bike um, to see if you get into the TVDP program, which is our development program here in Victoria. Yeah. Um, and then it was also the VAS development program under John O'Hall. Um, ah. And I actually ended up getting um, a gig into that program. So yeah, right. Um, with a few, few well-known names. So I think at the time in the VAS, Aaron Densham and Brennan Sexton were, no yeah, um, they were, they were there and Jono was the coach and I kind of got invited to be part of it, but they knew that I was, had a lot of goals with my running. So I was right. kind of not a, I, I trained and did some camps with them, yeah. um, but I wasn't in, I was kind of borderline yeah. in the group um, to see if that's what I wanted to um, commit to. Yeah. Um, and I did a few camps up I think there was a competition up at Runaway Bay and yeah. I was the same year level as Emma Jackson and um Ashley Gentle yeah right. so we had a little bit of we actually had some rivalries in the running cross-country um tracks back in the days yeah wow. um do they remember you like do you have you been in contact since you got back into the sport or um well, I, I think they know who I am. I yeah. don't I don't know. I saw yeah. Emma Jackson on Zwift the other day. We had a little oh. ride together. Yeah, right. Um, right at on. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, Ash Gentle. Um, yeah. I don't know if we've spoken, but we kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think she's forgotten me. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we will ask her and let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember we had a rivalry on the track. I think it was under 16. Uh, so we're both 15 years old over the 3K um, yeah. distance. And, yeah, she pipped me. <laughs> well, she Ash beat did. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she took the Australian record with that one as well. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Ah. Just, yeah. So I guess I, I did this triathlon thing. I did one nationals at, in Penrith out um, near where they do Western Sydney now. Yeah. Um, but then I decided that there was too many running goals that I had that I wanted to pursue. And so yeah. I kind of said, yeah, I'm, I'm following the running side yeah. um, and kind of gave up triathlons. But it was probably about a year and a half, two years maybe that I did a little bit. Um, yeah. And so it wasn't like I completely came into triathlons after college having not done anything before. Yeah. I had that background yeah at least knew what it was like yeah exactly yeah yeah right yeah oh nice one all right last question Mm -hmm. so i know you listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. so you know you should know that this i've been doing it now for probably the last six or eight i reckon yeah so you should i know what's coming up okay okay who is your favorite famous grace all right so i've been thinking about this one a little bit um (laughs) And I did Google a few and I do, I do like Grace Kelly cause she's classy yep. and she's a princess. 
Um, I don't know if that describes me though. But yeah, I was going to say you don't strike me as a princess. Yeah, I, take that. I don't that, know. That's not Zach treats thing. me like a princess. Maybe oh. let's go with that. <laughs> um, but but you're talking like when you say he treats you like a princess, does he treat you like you're a diva and he looks after you, or that like you're fluffy? I'm definitely silly. not a diva or right. a princess in that way, but yeah. he treats me well. Okay. He treats me well. Um, but when I was in high school, I used to be um, a, a runner. Used to call me Gracie Lou Free Freebush. Oh. Do you know who that is? I don't. But it, look, I I feel like I know the name, but then I feel like maybe I'm just making that up. So why don't you? Tell so me? it's um, Sandra Bullock's character in Miss Congeniality when she goes. Yes. And that has to be my answer because. I oh feel like God. she's a badass and also it's Sandra Bullock, so. So that's her undercover name, isn't it? Exactly. She, oh, that is yeah. brilliant. So, I knew I knew the name, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, and Rhode Island is, she's oh, the one, who won is the one from Rhode Island. Like yeah. the really quiet one, unassuming, she's the one, the one that won. Yeah. Whatever one it was. But yeah, she yeah. was from Rhode Island. Yeah. So many connections. Connections, yeah. I love it. Good call. Are you a Sandra Bullock fan? I do like her, yeah. Yeah. I've um, started really liking, um, oh, my God, just blanked out of my head, um, Gardner, first name, <laughs> the, the actress, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Garner? Garner. Garner. Garner, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. who, who used to be married to Ben Affleck. Yeah, I love her. Have you been seeing her Mate, she's awesome. Instagram? Yeah. I love her videos. She's kind of my new favourite. Okay. Did you ever watch the Alias series? No. Mate. I need to get on it. The greatest. She's like one of the first um, female leads. in. She's essentially a spy. Oh, cool. And it was it, my favourite, used to be my favourite show. Um, also, I loved the character Vaughn, which is like her... Kind of, it's one of the like the love interests, but they can't be together because they work together. That kind oh, wow. of storyline. Um, and I, I always used to say that I wanted to marry a Vaughn, and quite a few people have said to me that Breddy can Ooh. sometimes look like Vaughn, and it makes me very happy. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'll have to get onto that series because is it an old series? It's an old series, okay. but it's so good. I don't yeah, yeah. think it's on anything Stan? like Stan or Netflix. Oh, um, but it is if you like empowering women or what yeah. have you she sydney bristow one of the greatest characters in television history in my humble opinion yeah you'll love it if you like jennifer garner all right you'll love it she's badass i'll give it a watch uh, please do but i do like sandra me. bullock so sandra Bull- she's she, she's good she but i think good, Eric, yeah. Eric, jennifer Gar- garner 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 g-a-r-n-e-r you know how you see it so many times and you think you know yes. it and then you say it and it's you completely butcher it. That's yeah. just what I've done. It's like Grace Thick, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna leave it on a Gracie blah 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 from Miss Congeniality, but I've already forgotten her name. Grace Gracie Lou Freebush. Gracie Lee Gracie Lou Freebush. It's Correct. been an absolute pleasure having you. In the Wits Up headquarters slash dining room slash bike room slash wine room. Um, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, face to face again. It's yeah. been great. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. 
Thanks for tuning in. Hit subscribe, give us a rating, leave a comment, and don't forget, if you're not already a Wits Up Patreon member, sign up in the link in the description. But above all else, keep yourselves knee-deep in awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs>